What's going on, everybody? This is JVB, and you're listening to a New York Giants edition of the Postgame Report. So once again, I find myself talking about a loss. The New York Giants lost to the Buffalo Bills, and it was a pretty close game, to my surprise. To my surprise, they held the Buffalo Bills offense to zero for about three quarters. That's pretty amazing. I didn't think that this defense was going to be playing so well. It's funny because um, the Jets earlier in the day defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. And the thing that I said was that the Jets defense was playing really tough, really aggressive, hitting people, flying all over the place. And then I said, I wish my New York Giants defense would do the same thing. Lo and behold, they weren't too far from what the Jets were doing. It was a similar performance. Battling out with two offenses that are known for scoring at will. Especially the Buffalo Bills. The the Giants lost to Miami prior to playing the Bills. And the Bills scored, I think, 40 points, over, over 30 points on the Miami Dolphins. And then, of course, the Giants lost badly to, to the Miami Dolphins. But there were some signs that the defense, certain parts of the defense, particularly tackling. That was, during the Miami game, there was proof that that was not going to be an issue going forward. And against the Buffalo Bills, the tackling was good. The pursuit was good. And you also got to consider that Brian Dayball was with the Bills organization for a while. So he knows parts of this offense. You got to take that into consideration. So that could also be why the New York Giants defense was able to shut down a very powerful offense for three quarters. And not only that, they got some pressure. They got some interceptions. They caused a fumble. So well, only one interception. But uh, Allen wasn't looking that good. So. In that aspect, I was, I was okay. I was okay with the loss. What angered me is the same thing that's been angering a lot of New York Giants fans so far this season. It's the offense. Their inability to score a freaking touchdown. The Giants only scored nine points. They could have won it. There were some errors in the first half, particularly at the very end of the second quarter leading into halftime. New York Giants had the ball at the one-yard line, and Tyron Taylor makes a bad audible, and time runs out before they can score either a touchdown or a field goal. Even if the New York Giants score three, if they were to kick a field goal, In that particular moment, the New York Giants would have been down 
12 to 14. And all they needed was a freaking field goal to win the game. They were in good position at the end of the game. I mean, they were right at the one. It was crazy. Uh, I was listening to, it was either an announcer or uh, in the television uh, during the broadcast, that is. But somebody said that it was crazy that the New York Giants, at the end of the second quarter, they were at the one-yard line, and then at the end of the game, they were also at the one-yard line, and they couldn't score in either scenario. There was some bad refereeing. I mean, it was, these referees were a total joke. Especially when you consider that Waller was being held at the very last play. And his his freaking right arm was being held as well. So, I mean, actually it was his left arm. He couldn't extend it. He didn't even have a chance to catch the ball, like, with two hands. So it was a mess. And then you consider that Josh Zudu, who is a guard, and been he's been playing left tackle for four games, he gets injured. And the newly signed Justin Pugh, who's a former draft pick, he goes from guard to left tackle. <laughs> and it was like, and then, and then when he, when his first few reps were pretty bad, but he settled down. So kudos to Justin Pugh for walking in from the street, having a few practices, a few practices under his belt with the New York Giants. And then going out on primetime television and facing a tough Buffalo defense defensive line, uh, Buffalo Bills defensive line, excuse me. And not only that, but going to left tackle. He settled down and the line, oddly enough, looked a little better. <laughs> They, they still need work because they still have so many guys out. So now there's the possibility that Josh Azudu is out and that we have to depend on a dude in Justin Pugh who just played his first game in over a year because he's coming off an injury and he's 33 years old. So the fact that New York Giants fans are depending on a on a guy like Justin Pugh, and and is not, and I'm not saying that because of his skill set. He displayed. He displayed some skills that he's always had. He did play left tackle for the New York Giants, and once again, I give him so much freaking credit for what he did. So if there's a scenario where Aaron. Uh, Andrew Thomas, not Aaron, Andrew Thomas comes back. You put Justin Pugh at one guard position. You, the rookie comes back, um, Schmidt. And then Bredesen goes to another guard position. And then Evan Neal, who struggled a little bit, but had a much better game, probably his best game of the season so far. Maybe with those five, there's an a well, there's an average offensive line. You have Andrew Thomas, he's an all pro. So 
my opinion, that makes the line above average. Because with Andrew Thomas, if he's 100%, whoever's quarterbacking doesn't have to worry about that side of the field. And then Schmidt has been playing really good for a rookie. So there's an opportunity where where the the quarterback, whoever it's going to be, whether it's Jones or Taylor, is going to have actual pass protection. They're actually going to have a little bit of time to sit there and look at, read their routes, read the receiver's routes, see who gets open. Even saying it, I can't say it without stuttering. It's freaking hilarious. This offense is still bad. Against the Buffalo Bills, at the, in the fourth quarter, you saw some big runs by Saquon Barkley. You can see he's working his way back from a high ankle sprain. So to his credit, for him to come back so early, that's impressive as well. And he broke some big runs. So Saquon, he's always a threat. He is always a threat. That's what makes him special. And Tyrod Taylor, he did what he could. He did throw deep. He completed a few. There was a beautiful catch by the rookie, Hyatt. And they called it back because of some bullshit illegal man downfield called on on the New York Giants. It was a bullshit call. So they negated that. And then... I don't know. I mean, there was really nothing much besides Waller. Actually, I stand corrected. Robinson, the second-year wide receiver, he's been a, a, a nice surprise. He also is coming off an injury from last season, and he's beginning to get more reps. And not only that, They're targeting him, and he's making plays. He's getting first downs, which is very important, obviously. So Robinson has been a pleasant surprise for the offense in the last, I'd say, three games. And that's really good to see because Waller, he's being targeted. And eventually, if the offensive line settles down, Waller will have more opportunities. And so will Jalen Hyatt. You get him running down down the field, the quarterback has a little bit of time, and either Hyatt or Slayton, they can catch something that goes for more than fucking five yards. So, once again, I'm a very strong believer that everything begins with the offensive line. I'm not saying nothing that is scientific, it is just a fact. Any football fan will tell you the same shit. Defensively, once again, Deontay Banks, the rookie, rookie cornerback, he's holding himself really well against some top-flight wide receivers. He's really, he has really been a pleasant surprise because during camp, they were talking about how much he was struggling. So I am assuming that he got all of those struggles out of the way And he kept his confidence. He was a real confident kid coming out of the draft. And he never, that all those issues that he was having in camp, never 
It, it never hindered his confidence in himself. And you are seeing that on the field. Uh, McKinney, at safety, he had a comeback game. He's had some issues, but McKinney did make some plays against the Bills. And so did a Kurikay. He was playing like a, a man on fire. You know, like a, man, a wild man out there. He actually, he was wearing number 58. He's wearing number 58. Not was, but he is. And it looked like Carl Banks was out there. Okereke was all over the freaking field. Once again, he caused two turnovers, which is super impressive. He did that against the Miami Dolphins, where he deflected a pass. Pinnock ran it, you know, 100 yards or whatever for a touchdown. And then he had an interception himself against Tua, against the Miami Dolphins. Against the Buffalo Bills, he forced a fumble that was recovered by, I believe, McFadden. And then he tipped a pass that McFadden caught for an interception. So both Okurake and McFadden were all over the field, actually making a difference. And McFadden, last season, he had to play a lot as a rookie. He was benched a few times. And there seemed like... McFadden wouldn't have much of a role coming into training camp, but the kid put a lot of work. The kid put a lot of work, and he is seeing things a lot faster, and he's letting his, he's letting his, cap uh, his abilities, uh, instead of thinking about everything before the, well, as the play happens, he's just going on reaction and letting his abilities, his athletic ability, Go out there and make the play. I don't know if that made sense. To me, it does right now. <laughs> and then on the defensive line, uh, Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence, he was getting some pressure. He was getting some pressure. The Buffalo Bills were able to run the ball, but not, you know, there were times they were getting big chunks. There was a drive where they would just... You know, they came out and, and they were like, we're going to run it right at you. And that was, that was with Dexter and uh, Leonard Williams on the field. So there were times where the presence of Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams weren't affecting the Bills' running game. But for the most part, Dexter Lawrence was providing pressure. Leonard Williams was playing better. And so those two, if they can get you know, a lot of people complain about Dexter Lawrence not getting any sacks, but the man is disrupting, whether it's he's disruptive, whether it's against the pass or the run. He might not have the sack numbers, but he's doing everything else. He's a presence. He, he is a legit all-pro presence. And Leonard Williams should be benefiting from that eventually. So... It was nice to see those two, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, being a presence. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, he had a few pressures. He had about five pressures against the Miami, I mean, uh, Buffalo Bills. He had Josh Allen for a sack. But because Josh Allen is a freaking huge quarterback and he has speed, he broke out of a one-arm tackle. Now... Thibodeau was also being blocked 
at the same time as he was trying to grab Josh Allen. So almost, you know, it's pretty safe to say that all of that momentum just pushed him too far. You're not going to tackle Josh Allen with one arm. So he did disrupt the pocket a few times, and Josh Allen with his freaking his instincts and his big playability, he was just running all over the place, and with his freaking cannon arm, he could still throw it while going a you know, right out of bounds or going, uh, throw acro- throwing across his body when he shouldn't be, and it still gets there accurately. It's freaking crazy. So, Josh Allen, when he had to, later in the game, he was able to, to hit receivers, I believe. Uh, I think he's, he threw two touchdown passes. I know the last one was a great play by Allen, and the the tight end, who caught it with tight coverage on him. So eventually, you knew Josh Allen and that offense was going to score some points. And once again, when the offense for the New York Giants is not producing and not controlling the time of possession and giving the defense a rest, eventually, and I don't care what defense it is, they're going to tire out and a, a, a quarterback like Josh Allen, he's going to take advantage of that. Eventually, the defense, the law of average, the numbers game, whatever you call it, it's going to favor the opposing team. And that's what happened. Even, even saying that the Bills only scored 14 points, that's, that's impressive. Unfortunately, the New York Giants couldn't do shit offensively. So, until all of the linemen that are supposed to start, until they return, now we have Justin Pugh. They signed Phillips from the Eagles practice squad. He's back. He played last season when Evan Neal was out, and he did pretty good. So, if Pugh holds up health-wise, because he is 33, he, he he was he had a Herculean effort against the Bills. He played once again. I mean, he played literally had a week and a half of practice, if that. So, if he holds up physically, we could put him at guard. And then Bredesen has been playing a lot better uh, the last few seasons. So he's going to take one of the guard spots. And now you have some stability, which is something right now the New York Giants don't have on that offensive line, and it's going to affect the offense. And with that stability, maybe we start to see more points being scored, more touchdowns, not field goals, touchdowns. And it's... It's embarrassing to say that after six games, this team still struggles to score a freaking touchdown. The last touchdown was against the 49ers, and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So there was a lot to be proud of as a New York Giants fan, especially on the defense. 
they're going to face the Washington Commanders. Now in this game, I have a, I have a better feeling. If the defense can continue to build on the last few games, I, I have some confidence that this New York Giants team can beat the Commanders. Maybe with Tyrod Taylor getting another week of practice as a starter, Daniel Jones says he might be able to come back, but I'm not banking on that. Justin Pugh has another week of practice. Maybe he's practicing as a left tackle this time around. And then you have uh, Lewinsky and uh, McKeithen at guards. And then Evan Neal can build on a, on a good game that he had against the Bills. And uh, you never know. The offense could actually move the ball against the Redskins. I mean, the commanders who have issues in the secondary, but also have a very, very good defensive line. So that defensive line obviously is going to have the edge over our biggest issue on offense, which is the offensive line. So that is not, that is not some, a matchup that favors the New York Giants, even if they had a healthy offensive line. So that edge doubles for the commanders. But the Bills also have a fearsome pass rush. I believe they led the NFL in sacks or something. So they're going to have to have a lot of motion on the, on the offense, the Giants, that is. Make Tyrod Taylor move the pocket for him so he runs away from guys uh, from the defensive. Uh, I, I was going to say the name of the freaking pass rushers for the commanders but my you know my brain injury right now is drawing a blank but regardless they have two good defensive ends and two pro bowl defensive tackles that is not a matchup that brian dable is gonna sleep well knowing that he has to face that and figure out a way how to keep tyra taylor standing and standing long enough to actually complete a pass. So you have one weakness for the New York Giants being the, def the offensive line going up against the commander's strength on defense, which is the defensive line. But if, if Tyrod can get a, a little bit of time, he can attack the commander's weakness, which is the secondary. And hopefully Darren Waller gets even more targets. And Jalen Hyatt seems to be playing a lot more. So there's still some excitement. Uh, you know, I can still find some excitement by watching the New York Giants. Of course, Saquon Barkley, anytime he's on the field, something exciting is going to happen. Saquon Barkley being in the lineup totally changes how defenses play against the New York Giants. And you saw that with the Bills. You got to respect him. Whether he's having two yards of carry, you still need to take Saquon Barkley seriously because he can, just like he did against the Buffalo Bills, he could take runs for over 30 yards at the blink of an eye. So, 
I feel like the New York Giants will defeat the Washington Commanders. I'd say it is, is going to be a low-scoring game. Sam Howell, he, he's a very aggressive quarterback. He will take chances down the field. He's sneaky in the pocket. He can run away from a pass rush. But the offensive line for the Commanders, they're not exactly the, the biggest and the toughest, but they function, right? They're a lot better than where the New York Giants are at in their offensive line. But with Dexter Lawrence in the middle, he can disrupt the pocket, and hopefully Thibodeau, Leonard Williams, uh, Simmons, somebody. You know, we need, we need some pass rush. You need to take away that running game because they do have a really good running game. And they have McLaurin, who is a dangerous wide receiver. So they can't focus on the run or else you're going to leave your secondary exposed to a very talented Pro Bowl wide receiver. So they're, they're not going to exactly have a walk in the park against the commander's offense. They're still going to have to, you know, Corke is going to have to play lights out again. Dexter Lawrence is going to have to collapse the pocket. And Thibodeau is going to have to build on the production he's been showing the last three games. So I think that's, that's going to uh, formulate a win for the New York Giants. And it would be nice if the New York Giants could freaking take a punt return or a kick return for a touchdown. I mean, it's been how fucking long? <laughs> Damn. But anyway, the New York Giants are going to beat the Washington Commanders 21 to 9. The New York Giants will finally score some freaking touchdowns. So I'm not going to give a player of the game either off. You know what? Let me do that. Offensively, player of the game. I'm going to say it's Saquon Barkley. Defensive player of the game, I'm going to go with Dexter Lawrence. Special teams, uh, the punter. I forgot his freaking name. They call him the Scottish Hammer. He's been having a really good season, especially when you consider that last season people wanted him gone. So to his credit, he's freaking been, he's been a really, really solid player for the New York Giants. So he'll be the special team uh, MVP. Because <laughs> the way it goes, or the way the season's going, nobody's returning shit for the New York Giants return game, whether it's a punt return or a kick return. So, you know... I can't say Gano, who has been steady, because I want the New York Giants to freaking score some points, some touchdowns. So that's why if Gano is the MVP, that means he kicked too many fucking field goals. So yeah, there you have it. New York Giants win against the Commanders. So I'm going to wrap it up. You guys take care. Talk to you later.